actual recording of Right Angle Donuts <laughs> to all of our five fans out there. We appreciate you sticking with us. Stats <laughs> not one of them. So <laughs> I didn't listen. Uh, that was my. I've been busy. Um, <laughs> holidays, you know. Um, so yeah. So we're gonna kind of mix things up this time and. We've kind of decided we're going to talk about some movies and some music from a, a historical year in our lives. Uh, but before we get into that stuff, let's let's uh, go around the room and uh, talk about what we're drinking. Uh, House, let's start with you. What are you drinking right now? Yeah, well, I am drinking a uh, decoy Cabernet wine. I'm 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 doing some wine tonight, and I feel pretty good about it. Vintage what year? It is a 2016, and it is from my uh, mother-in-law. She gave it to me for Christmas. So she made like, it? She made Whoa. it, yeah, out of real ducks. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah, it tastes good. Were they, were they wood ducks? Uh, I believe so, yes. They were wood made of pine. Okay. So a soft wood. Yeah, okay. a soft wood. Unser, do you have a beverage in front of you as well? Uh, I do. Um, I am drinking a vintage 2019 box box (laughs) black box uh, Merlot. Um, It's really got earthy tones to it. Um, It's a good one. That's a good year. That's a good box. That's a good one to set back. Yeah, a couple months. You got to and then drink it. You You would think so, but no. I just tore. I I tore that. How long do you have to leave that? How long do you have to leave that box open to let the tannins mellow before you can drink it? Seven. Or is it an, yeah. is it an immediate drink? It's pretty That's immediate. An immediate drink. Yeah. 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 yeah, you want to just dive right in. You don't, you don't okay. want to wait too long. Yeah, you're not aging that puppy. Yeah, you really want to smell the bottle cap beforehand. <laughs> it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have a bottle cap. And then what am I smelling? Like, this is weird. That's awkward. Well, Stat, what about you? What are you drinking? Oh, I am drinking kar- uh, Karate Chimp. From Prairie Artisan Ales, um, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. It's a uh, sour ale with apricot, mango, and tangerine. What's it called so, again? Karate Chimp. Where's and it from? Actually, it's it's from Prairie Artisan Ales. They're out of Krebs, Oklahoma. Oh. So uh, there's the can is awesome because it's got uh, chimpanzees doing karate on it. Nice, so. makes sense. There's this there's this new brewery that just opened. In Des Moines, and when you guys are in Bo- in town next, I'm going to take you to it. But it's called Lua Brewing, and they have two sours that that you're going to love. One of them, okay. What are they? One of them is called Baby Blue Sedan, and it's like a blueberry, raspberry, boysenberry sour. And then that'll the, be delicious. And it's del- it is absolutely awesome. The second one is called Candy Paint, which is like an apricot kind of what you were just talking about kind of sour Mm -hmm. and what they say is you get about halfway done with each of them and then you pour one into the other and it creates this whole new sour that's like mind-blowing and i haven't done that okay but i think it's worth a shot i've had both individual and they're great so anyway that's what i got to say about that well i look forward to that yeah so anyway Anyway. anyway, well, <laughs> so Unser, why don't you tell us what what we're doing for the the year? Why are why? why well, we, we, we decided we to. What are we going with? Yeah, we decided to switch up this podcast a little bit and focus on things that are 
little more important to us. Not that as we try that, to find ourselves, you yeah, mean? Is that what we're correct. looking for our voice as um, in the podcast world, and we we found that there was a real void in people talking about movies and music. Yeah, not uh, enough people on, do that on <laughs> podcast. So I really feel like this is gonna hit the mark. It's really gonna springboard us into the future. Yeah, yeah, because. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's lacking, and we're gonna we're gonna be able to deliver here. But we picked uh, for our first year. It's a great year. Uh, was nineteen ninety eight? Yes. Um, oh, we I, did that. I barely remember nineteen ninety eight. I fucking love it. <laughs> we did that for for many reasons, but I think the most important was uh, uh, both uh, House and I had just finally graduated high school. I barely made it out. I have no idea uh, how House. Um, oh, I had a great, school, I had a great but, GPA. Uh, I barely had to study. Yeah. It was actually well, really. Yeah, you were in remedial. Were you in remedial classes? Yeah, I was in that... the dumb ones. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> Iowa, so yeah, fair. Yeah. Your math book say of... math on it. Is that? I don't know what math is. <laughs> what would a math book say other than math? Three. Well, like Not calculus. math. I was in three. I was in honors oh, calculus plus my three. Year, so. I thought it was math, six. and then not math was it's all the other six. books. The answer is six. And actually, I think it should be maths with the S on the end. <sighs> you think so, huh? Yeah, because it's mathematics. So. But anyway, so that's the uh, to to start this out on. And our goal is to really kind of bring our favorite movie or movies uh, of that of that year that came out that year. Uh, these are we the kind of make movies a- that it. We had to make it plural because there's just too many to choose from. 1998 was a yeah. was a fantastic year for movies. It was a so. great big year, <laughs> big big year in in the movie game. But uh, so I I kind of approached this in a way that it would be if this movie was on TV, no matter what I was doing, I would have to stop and watch it. Okay, um, and that happens a lot. But but that's the the ones that I really picked. Uh, the ones that I like the most. Um, and in addition to the movie side of things, too, uh, we're also going to touch base on music because uh, there was quite a bit of music that came out uh, in that same kind of time frame. Are um, we going to get to try to guess what everybody's favorite movie was? I, I have a feeling I mean, that some of them are going to be the same, I'm, I'm assuming. So. I, uh, and I think that's why if we bring a few to the table... Uh, might make it a little easier because there might be some movies that are the same, um, you know, for us. So we'll be able to have a few things to talk about. So so I was going to start us off with talking about a few things, uh, you know, that happened out there in 1998, just to kind of bring everybody back um, to that frame of mind and that year. You mean so, Chumbawamba? Um, ask you a few questions, too, uh, along the way here, but... Um, you know, easily gallon of gas cost a dollar fifteen a gallon. Jesus. Seems like a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah. uh, anybody remember what the biggest toy of that year was? Ninety eight. What was the? Yeah, probably the Furby. Something with Toy Story. Oh, that would be correct. Oh, nice. Is it really? Colin, uh, okay. Furby was the uh, was the biggest toy of the year. Um, you know, a My little bit of a Furby for Christmas, so I'm assuming it would have been around then. So. Yeah, well, that was that was right in. Uh, Bill Clinton did get impeached that year, which I guess that's kind of relevant now, but uh, yeah. since we're dealing with all that. But anyway, uh, anybody got the Super Bowl winner of 98? 90, Green 98. Bay. Was it Green Bay? 
That's Green no, Bay's, I guess. It was Denver. Yeah, it was the Broncos. Was it? So, yeah. yep. Go Broncos. Terrell, Terrell Davis. Mark McGuire that year. Uh, he Ed hit uh, 70 home runs. So, Sammy Sosa that was hit another like big 66, one. Probably. Was John Elway the, the quarterback yeah. still? Yeah, yep. still. It was his last year, I believe. <laughs> so, uh, Stack, can you remember what the uh, NHL Stanley Cup winner was? I put that in on there that, just for you. In 98. It was before I got into hockey, but uh, no, I don't know. Uh, man, I was hoping you would. The uh, Penguins. Had that one. No, it was, it was the Red Wings. They were, they were bad. Of course it was Is the Red it? Wings. Duh. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. Duh. Was that, was that one of their one. three duh. in a row or something like that? I think so, yeah. A uh, couple other things. Uh, MP3s were first created what does that in 98. What does that mean? So uh, we'll we'll do another whole podcast about what MP3s are. <laughs> so. Do you mean MP4? <laughs> <laughs> no, these were MP3s. So, and did you of get course... them from uh, LimeWire? Could you download them from LimeWire, dude? Along with a lot of viruses. That was like in two thousand. <laughs> was it? Yeah. And the last little uh, uh, tidbit of information, uh, final episode of Seinfeld aired in 98. Ooh, oh, so that's a nice one. Yeah, nice little poll there. Nice. Uh, best picture. One of the best shows the ever. Best picture for, uh, for 98. Ooh. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. No, it was, it was Titanic. Oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah, in 98? 11, Shit, yeah, yeah, because. 11 awards mm-hmm. came out uh, for them. So. Oh, but the movie came out in 97. Yeah, that's what they always yeah, do. Yeah, but that's time, true. So Status hit them both. See, for me, it was Bugs Life all the way, but whatever. Well, yeah. So, and Bugs Makes Life sense. came out in 98. Yeah, so. it did. It did. <laughs> Does anybody remember who the number one overall pick in the NFL draft was in 98? Uh, <laughs> Peyton Manning. It was Peyton Manning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who was number two? Uh, Ryan Leaf. Oh, I was gonna say Philip Rivers. Ooh, Ryan Leaf was one of the biggest busts ever. I think Philip Rivers though was the same year though, right? No, Philip Rivers was in. Oh God, two thousand ninety nine. No, he was the, he was the same year as Eli Manning. So when was that? Oh, that's what I was thinking. Eli Manning. Yes, correct. No, it wasn't 01. 01 would have been Michael Vick. He wasn't taken first overall, but I don't think. But he was killing a dog. Too soon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too, too soon, soon probably. <laughs> I mean, he was great on Madden. Does that does that count? I love playing with Vic. Well, that's good. Um, but yeah, uh, and I also decided I, I kind of looked up some of the worst movies um, that came out that year, the, according to the Parent IMDb. Trap. So um, no, that wasn't. I mean, it might have been on there, but <laughs> a couple of them I I pulled. Uh, number six on there was I still know what you did last summer. So it was a sequel that ended up popping up on there. What did I do last summer? So, and actually, uh, I've been meaning to talk to you guys about this too, because on the last episode, Stat, you'll remember because you listened to it. Um, <laughs> Whatever. We were talking about sequels, and and 
and I was thinking about it, and I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I'm like, they never, when it comes to movies, they just, the expectations is always so much lowered when it comes to sequels. Like, oh God, why are they doing this? You know, this is pointless and stupid. Don't ruin a good thing, whatever. All the crap. It's never as good as the original. But they never do that about books. Like, when the next upcoming book is coming out, I feel like they rant and rave about it, and rarely do they like, oh, it's not as good as the first one. What about The of... Dark Knight? That's the second movie in the Nolan Batman series. That wasn't that was in 98. No, but I'm just saying in general. No, but just in general. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some some separate ones, but I, I just Sister was Act thinking was about it. Awesome. Well, I was just thinking about the idea that this is true. It was that was a hey, Lauren, Lauren Hill was in that one. Pivotal yeah, movie. that was a good one. So she really broke out. But anyway, um, some other movies that were on there. Uh, number eight on the list, and I don't think it deserves it. But A Night at the Roxbury was on there uh, for the worst movies. I don't know. Hmm. Just pretty dumb. Um, and like I had mentioned earlier, pre. Uh, podcast, but Half Baked was on there, and um, I don't, I don't is, agree with that at all. Uh, yeah, I was pretty upset about it. The one out of this whole list, though, that I absolutely agree was uh, uh, Chairman of the Board. What? I never. Saw I don't that. know if you. Uh, it was it was Carrot Top's only movie that he had. <clears throat> oh um, yes, he was in The Hangover. Yeah. In the well, crawl, only leading the role, role oh, okay. that he had, but uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, I thought that was, uh, was, was Hope Floats kinda... on there? Cause Hope Floats was one of the worst movies of 98. Dude, I love Hope Floats. No, the, Hope the Floats. best part of that movie. Anytime it comes How can you love Hope girl Floats? Gets pushed down. I, it's Harry Connick Jr., man. I don't know. There's something about him. Uh, yeah, but it's also me. Sandra Bullock. So like that instantly drops it down about a hundred. I remember the, ch- yeah. the chicks that I were dating then, like they wanted to go see that movie and I was like, oh my God, it's uh-huh. horrible. It just, yeah, horrible. Yeah. You should have, you should have called me. I would have, I would have gone to see it multiple times. Yeah, that and red sand sheets, but whatever. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> moving <Okay>. on. <laughs> Since we're moving on, I did just open a new beer, and, and House will know this one because it's uh, Beatnik Sour from Exile. Yes, that's right. So, it's from up there where you are. Nice. Well, just to keep you guys posted, I'm still drinking the same, same uh, box of Merlot, 2019 box of Merlot. So there's like four bottles in one box, so it might Ooh. take me a little. Dude, while you're gonna have a hell of a hangover if you drink all of it. No, trust, yeah. challenge wine hangover. trust me, I, I think know. Wine hangovers are the worst. They are pretty bad. Chardonnay uh, is I think really gross. Like Miller, like if I drink Miller or any Miller products. I have oh. the worst hangover. I feel pretty good with Miller products because they're so loaded with salt. So <laughs> I tend to feel all right. <clears throat> yeah. So, so House, I figure we'll start with you. What was your, now that we're kind of in the mood, we're, we're feeling 98. Yeah. Feeling good. Um, kind of bringing you back. Feeling good. Um, no kids, no wife. Done. No commitments. You just graduated high school. Yep. You know, feeling on top of the world, had a car, I assume. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so what What was your, uh, some of the top movies that you had? So, one of the most Should... pivotal mo- movies. What were you going to say, Stat? 
I was just going to say, should we just say Big Lebowski and get it out there? Because we're all Jesus gonna Christ, well. how did you know that that's, that's just... what I – that's exactly what I was going to say was fucking Big Lebowski. Jesus Christ. It's the top of my list. That's, that's like right here. number one. I mean, I mean, that's number yes. one. How, you stole my thunder, goddammit. It, that's exactly what it was. Okay, fuck you. Um, so it's yeah, not... so what is that movie about? Just a... This is your partner. Is the whole world gone crazy? Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Market. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Where to begin? I've got a toe, but I don't know. Um, well, I've got a uh, little synopsis, so let me read that, because obviously <laughs> that was one of my movies as well uh, on here. But it's, it's uh, Jeff the Jude Lebowski, mistaken for a millionaire of the same name, sinks restitution uh, for his ruined rug and enlists his bowling buddies to help you guys get it. suck. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I just want my fucking rug. <laughs> it's really tied the room ties the together. room together. <laughs> and actually, the room that I'm sitting in right now, I am on a rug that ties the room together. So... That rug really tied the room together, did it not? Fuck them. Are you are you on the rug sitting crisscross applesauce? I or fucking wish. On? No, I'm at the high top. Duh. Yeah, don't move because if you lose your headphones, we're have to start all over again. And yeah. if I fall over, you guys are gonna laugh at me. So can't have that happen. So why is it your favorite movie? Why is it on top of the list? Because there are so many awesome lines from it, and so many funny things that you and I laugh about, like. I'm finishing. I'm finishing my coffee. I'm finishing my coffee, or I can get you a tell. I can get you. I can get you. Or get you a tell by three o'clock. I was talking with somebody just the other day, and they were getting really mad. Oh, my cousin Joe. So my cousin Joe has this uh, neighbor that parks has a daughter that parks her car about like four feet into his driveway so it blocks part of his driveway and all this kind of stuff and i said well you should pull a fucking lebowski and take a baseball bat and just start hitting (laughs) the the windshield and the front uh you know the the windows of this fucking car and he's repeating this is what happens this is what happens when you fuck somebody in the ass. And fuck a stranger. Fuck a stranger in the yes. ass. And do you know what the uh, made-for-TBS version is? This is what happens when you eat scrambled eggs in the Alps. No joke. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is what well, they say. And and it's. I remember back in college... Mikey D and I would just laugh about it because we would watch it on TBS as we were wildly hung over on some Sunday morning. And, you know, we would laugh our asses off because we were like, really? This is what – I don't even remember what the fuck it is. Scrambled eggs in the Alps? And it's like crazy. It's just – but those are some of the most pivotal moments or like philip seymour hoffman like his entire role uh yes yes uh uh you know like what he says like, <laughs> in the entire uh mr lebowski i can assure you he's not calling about the rug study as you can see the various commendations awards citations, honorary degrees etc you know but like <laughs> shit like that that's the funny shit about it and that's why i love that movie so much ah that's a pretty good one yeah. that's a great one it was on a 
so some interesting facts about that movie too. Um, apparently, a lot of uh, the dude's clothes was actually just some of Jeff Bridges' clothes that he would wear. <laughs> oh, really? The majority of it was all his. He just That's wore nice. there. Um, also, they say the word uh, the word man. It said 147 times in that movie, <laughs> which means it's once every 1.5 minutes the word man is said. That's a pretty good so, stat. I like that one. Yeah. And the last one, just because of my absolute hatred of Metallica, um, <laughs> one of the lines that he has in there is he tells, uh, he tells Maude that he was a roadie for Metallica and refers to the band as a bunch of assholes. And I just... I never caught that as much as I absolutely hate Metallica. I thought that that was even more of a reason uh, to appreciate the dude. Uh, and then uh, oh, the music business briefly. Oh? Uh, yeah. Uh, roadie for Metallica. Oh. Speed of sound tour. Mm-hmm. Bunch of assholes. You know, one one reason why I love that movie, too is when he says, oh, man, I've had a long night. I hate the fucking Eagles. <laughs> because I myself, like you with Metallica, I personally hate the fucking Eagles. Don Henley's voice sucks, and I absolutely <laughs> despise the Eagles, and so I can totally relate to that scene as well. However, I did not get a coffee mug thrown at my face. So whatever. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Stat, why'd you put that one on your list? Oh, just because it's a fun watch. <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the the ties that you guys do to it, but it's it's a hilarious movie. So I agree, it's definitely uh, top of the list for uh, sure. It's, it's probably not at the top of my list, but it's oh, definitely well, on the list. How'd you, it's on my list one, how'd you know it was on my movies the, from '98? How'd you know that it was on the top of my list? I just. I know. Yeah, that's pretty easy to tell. Okay, fair. Yeah. I mean, it was between that and the Truman Show. So, nah, the Truman. You know what? The Truman Show wasn't there, but you know, really, what, you know what was there? Armageddon. No. Yeah. Why not? Or Rounders. Rounders. Yeah. That's why. I fucking love no. Rounders. Rounders is on my list too. Yeah, Rounders is up there. Rounders is probably. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's it's. It's a. Is it a top three? I would think so. That was before. That was Matt Damon before he was Matt Damon, and so yeah. he was actually like kind of cool then. Yeah, it was because Goodwill Hunting came out right before, like Rounders came out. Yeah. So, but what was he hunting? <laughs> Nothing good. Exactly. Um, I wrote some uh, some fun facts about Rounders as well. Okay. Um, and one of the biggest one was uh, right before Worm is released from jail. John Turturro. He actually, uh, he actually shaves off his goatee. Wait, not John Turturro. And that, no, Edward uh, Norton. Ed, Edward Norton. Uh, but when he shaves off his goatee, that goatee is the exact goatee that he had in American History X. <gasps> no, American History X is too. on my list. Now that's another so. one that was on there. Yeah. Yep. Full circle. Stat, what's what about oh, what's one of yours? One of mine. Yes. Another one of yours. Um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I forgot about the beer. You want some? Oh. How about some ether? 
Hunter S. Thompson. I mean, looking back on it, I was talking to somebody about it the other day. It doesn't really hold up well no. in 2019 and the fact, you know, they abducted and kidnapped a 14-year-old girl. But um, it had so many big names. Spoiler alert. I know. Jeez. Sorry. Yeah, for anybody that hasn't seen any of these movies from 98, what the get fuck? out there and get a life and watch some movies. Exactly. But, yeah. This um, is not the podcast for you. <laughs> no. We should have had a disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah, we. I don't think we need one, but okay. Yeah. It also has a lot of one-liners, so. I think. And Benicio Del Toro is awesome, and Johnny Depp is awesome, and uh, just, it's a good movie. I think for me, the scene that's the trippiest is when they're on the floor at Circus Circus, and. Oh, yeah. I'm just like. Was that the. The ether. Yeah. They were doing ether. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And like, I'm watching this and I, you know, I'm 18, 19 years old as I'm watching it. And I'm like, well, I don't quite know what's going on. But, you know, now I do. But then you, then I think about like the way Circus Circus is now. And it's such a shithole. And I'm just like, back, back in the day, Circus Circus was cool. But now Circus Circus is not cool. And that's the only thing that I have to say about that. We actually went. That's where we stayed when I went to Vegas when I was in uh, kind of junior high, high school. I know. How many years ago? It must have been junior high. It was a long time ago. Yeah, that's when it was Um, cool. Now it's not cool. Yeah, we had to wait to play Mortal Kombat at the arcade. Did you finish him? Well, yeah. Come on, obviously. Who did you you play as? Yeah, who did you play as? Uh, Scorpion. Oh, uh, you oh. strike me as a Sub-Zero guy. No. I was a Raiden. I was always a Raiden. Yeah, yeah, Raiden's pretty good. I was Kano, though. I liked Kano. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Not to be confused <laughs> with our friend Kino. No. 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 I'm glad we didn't confuse that. Yeah, that's a yeah, good though. point. All right, well, what's another one from your guys' list? So, 98 was a big year for Adam Sandler. Wedding singer, yeah, wedding singer was on there. Boom, and so was Waterboy. So, yes, yeah. which of those two would be the best Adam Sandler movie in '98? So Quinn laughs his ass off when we watch Wedding Singer, and it's yeah, self-taught, no less. One of the scenes at the very beginning when he's Adam Sandler is singing at the uh, wedding, weird, and then all of a sudden. Uh, well, one, when the kid pukes and he goes out and the Agulia for the first time. So that's, that's a pivotal <laughs> moment of the road. But then Julia Agulia, but then when, <laughs> <laughs> when he and his, and his, uh, girlfriend break up and he's like at the wedding and he's all, you know, distraught <laughs> and he's all fucking depressed and shit like that. Well, I like, have a microphone. I Sir, one more outburst, I will strangle you with my microphone wire. You understand me? Don't care if I love you too. Anyway, and then there's a part where there's a guy in in the, in the audience that's like, "You suck. You that's suck." The father. The father and Quentin makes me rewind it every time he comes. He laughs well, his I have a microphone, he, so you will he, listen to every damn word I have to say. <laughs> and Quentin laughs his ass off because he's like, that is hilarious. And so, yes, I think weddings. 
<laughs> or when he's when he breaks up with his or his girlfriend's breaking up with him, he's like, "Now take off my Van Halen T-shirt before you jinx the band and they it's break up." <laughs> Please get out of my Van Halen T-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. <laughs> Robbie said, "Use a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. That is a good one. <laughs> but does, would, would so which one holds up though? Like more one-liners. Oh, Wedding Singer is the one that holds up the best because, I mean, I mean, Waterboy is great. You know, like the water sucks. It really, really sucks. Is a great is a great scene. But I think overall, Wedding Singer just yeah. stands the test of time. Gatorade. <laughs> okay, it's too old. <laughs> Come on, mama. It's pink. It's cold. And that's what I call high quality a tool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think wedding singer. I, I kind of agree. I think I would probably lean more to I I would rewatch Wedding Singer more than I would probably rewatch Waterboy. Oh absolutely. Mm. There's something wrong with your medulla oblongata. <laughs> I do like. No, it. Colonel I'm Sanders, not, you're wrong. I'm not. I'm not taking away from uh, from Waterboy by any means. Mama but... says angry alligators are angry because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> did he do eight... quality H two O? Did he do Eight Crazy Nights as well in '98? Uh, I don't think so. I... I don't know. I feel like he did. It was around then, but I don't think it was in '98. And I, I thought, I thought they were all right at the exact same time. Nah, they were probably pretty close. I'm, I'm gonna be plus or minus a year. But I looked that up. Look it. I got my wife's computer here. Just need to know the password. Nope, don't know the password. <laughs> oh well. Uh, any other movies that you guys are thinking that you uh, have on your list? I've yes, got, I've got actually, one too. I got lots. I've got, yeah. I've got one. Go ahead. So, 1998 is kind of when Guy Ritchie, the American, yeah, that's the same one that I have on there. Too. Yeah, the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking <laughs> Barrels came out, where. I think that there's a couple of very pivotal, pivotal scenes within this uh, movie, which I really liked. But I could see where it, it flies under the radar of a lot of people, like my wife, and people like her. And I think they don't really appreciate the true awesomeness that was Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. Guy Ritchie is hands down my favorite director. Really? So, yeah, I absolutely Ever? love him. So did yeah. you really like Aladdin? I did, yeah. Huh. Okay. And I liked the the Robin Hood too, the the remake one. Really? I know I know it's got pretty was that, what reviews, was that one Men in Tights? So, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is one with uh um uh, That's a good one. Jamie Foxx was in it too. But uh Oh, he played Morgan Freeman's character? Yeah, pretty much. It was a good yeah. But yeah, Guy Ritchie's hands down my favorite director. I just I love him. Nice. Well, my does. favorite my favorite director of all time had a movie come out in ninety eight. Which and that was Wes Anderson did Rushmore. 
Oh, yeah. good call. Dude, that's a That really was good on one. here, too. That that's a really good one. Wes Anderson has some of the most amazing films that I've ever seen. I love all yeah. of them. Did you see Jojo Rabbit yet? No. No, I, no, no, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I really want to. <laughs> I'm looking forward to when that one comes out. No, the last one I saw was Isle of Dogs. So, Dude, Isle of Dogs awesome. was phenomenal. Yep. It's no fantastic Mr. Fox, but it was still awesome. Yeah, I really liked Rushmore. I thought that was another good one, too. Did you guys ever see, um, and this is a real weird one, but uh, Run, Lola, Run at all? Never saw it. Hmm. No? Okay. It, it was a German film, and it actually made the you know top 1,001 movies to watch before you die uh, list, as well as, uh, ironically, Lockstock and Two Spunk and Barrels made that list, too, uh, on there. Uh, run, Lola, yeah. run. Yeah, it's a German film. It's so it's Nazis? Much better in... So there's Nazis in there? No, it's a current German film. I mean, there's probably oh. Nazis around there still, but... Hmm. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, it's a little weird, uh, but uh, really, really good. And basically, the girl's got 20 minutes to... Run from uh, Nazis. Well, she's got 20 minutes to find this money to save her boyfriend or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a boyfriend uh, from a, uh, um, you know, like a Nazi, like a deal gone wrong kind of, uh, uh, kind of bookie or something along those lines. But so they like a film Nazi it film. in, uh, yeah, it's still not Nazis. They film it in, in basically three takes. Like it's kind of a Groundhog Day-ish kind of. She's running, but every time it's something a little different. They tweak something a little different, and then everything changes kind of around it. Uh, it's just really good movie. Highly recommend it. I'll have to watch uh, it. One of one of my favorites, but you know it is not good uh, in uh, subtitles. Hmm. Like if the dubbed one is one of the worst dubbing ever. Oh, so it's film, so so it's you in really need German. To, yeah, you really need to read the subtitles or spend a few years you're really not German, selling this for me and yeah. uh <laughs> and you'll be uh it is a foreign film i'm not gonna go too crazy into foreign films but uh yeah that one uh another one that i put on my list too was ronin was came out in I 98 see, yeah it didn't make uh, my cut I, oh I really so the chicken movie. run lola run she was in the born movies uh, Franca, maybe Franca Potente or something. That's yeah, what her name is. Yeah, she she was in the Born Supremacy or one of those ones as like Jason Bourne's one girlfriend or something. Yeah, so that's cool. I'm I'm telling you, she looks like Mila Jovovich though from from The Fifth Element. Yeah. Ooh. Which Mila Jovovich from The Fifth Element was way hotter than this chick, so yeah, just oh, saying. Agree. That's a good one. What yeah. other movies do you guys have on your list? '98 was a big year for comedies, obviously, because we talked about Big Lebowski and Wedding Singer, Waterboy. Um, so there's something about Mary came out in '98 as well. Yes. So, yes. And Brett Favre. What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. That's a true statement. 
That's a great so, movie. I really a great comedy. You know, I think the Fairley brothers back, you know, mm-hmm. so they did the 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 one film, what it was uh Dumb and Dumber or something like that. And that was uh, fairly, I've never seen it. That was fairly popular. What? And uh Are you lying? Yes, I'm lying. No, I wouldn't okay. lie. And then yeah, like there's something about Mary which I think was really riding off of the popularity of Dumb and Dumber. And I really enjoyed the film. And um, I thought semen dripping off of the side of Ben Stiller's ear <laughs> was really just cinematically great. Well, I think I think there's something about Mary, too. It didn't kind of do that well in the box office, kind of, but really became kind of a cult classic, kind of like Zoolander. Yes, agreed. Of, I agree with that. The yeah. ones that, that didn't come out, but they they just kind of started building and building that that following of that same kind of those same kind of movies and that was definitely one of the one of the kind of pivotal ones for it cuz i love that movie i agree so, i think it's hilarious i i haven't watched it in a couple of years but man now Since that what 98 no it's been a while <laughs> like 2008 maybe yeah. but um but i'll be honest Dad, that's a that's a really good poll i really like yeah. that one have you seen my baseball <laughs> have you seen my baseball yeah so, but i also yeah I that one some... didn't age well now that i think about it <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> break some beans break some um, beans break them beans break them beans break them beans but there were also some really good ones we haven't touched on any of these but he got game Oh, that's a good one. Came out in '98. We did yeah. say American History X and Saving Private yeah. Ryan, but Saving one of my Ryan other too. one of my other favorite directors of all time is Darren Aronofsky, and who did Requiem for a Dream. But Pie came out in '98, and yeah. that's a movie that I, I don't never own a lot saw. Of I never saw Pie. Oh, really? I own it. I'll let you borrow it sometime. Three point one four one five nine. Okay. Yeah. Not 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 what it's about. Nerd alert. But... It's good to know. Well, it's about it is kind of yeah. It is about that apple versus cherry. I don't know. Why. Yeah. <laughs> and then strawberry I, for rhubarb. A, Such a weak pie. For anyway. a comedian to do a serious movie, Robin Williams did Patch Adams in '98. Yeah, I saw that and, on there too. Uh, that one was just. I remember watching it for the first time, and I was like, I was kind I of was fucked shook. up at the end. Yeah, I was yeah. pretty shook by it. Yeah, that's yeah. No, I agree. Fair. Or do you remember that? Speaking of Robin Williams, but the the movie "What Dreams May Come." Now that yes, was a that one was on here too. Fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> that was a long one too. That was it was a really movie. long one. I remember we we always said that the porn version was "What Dreams May Come." <laughs> I always thought that was funnier. So I always yeah. appreciated because I. In high school, I worked at a uh, uh, mom and pop video store that had the largest adult section in Des Moines. Um, nice. And you would always it was <laughs> that's something to be proud of. <laughs> it, well, for us, it really was. But uh, the titles that they would come up with for adult titles, especially when new movies came out, were were some of the best. I was shaving Ryan's privates. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my go-to was always the uh, the Pinocchio. It's not his nose that grows. Uh, <laughs> it's still one of my favorites. 
And I think my favorite all-time part of, of that whole experience was having to call when movies were late. And you'd have to call the house and leave a message. <laughs> to and that was back when answering machines would play yeah. out loud. Yeah. And when, you know, you're calling home phones here. And, yeah, it's like, well, just calling to say you have a, a title that's out. And, sure. You know. Especially um, when the wife answers or something along those lines. They're like, uh, oh, what movie is it? It's like, yeah, it's a, a an adult title. Shaving Ryan's Privates is out <laughs> yeah. past due by five days. You, you've, you've had the Truman blow for three weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> did you mean Truman oh. Show? Unfortunately, I did not. <laughs> the big Ladonsky. Uh, <laughs> the wedding dinger. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a that should be a segment of our uh, podcast too. Rush all horror. movies that we decide we just uh, Bush more uh, adult title. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, what other what other movies do you guys have on yours? Well, well I, I got, got all of mine. So. I think I, you know I think we've really covered. The the, the depth of of movies. I think what what Stat and I it goes to show just how many good movies there were in ninety eight. Yes, I no, mean, absolutely. I mean, it's yeah, a I agree. Pivotal, pivotal year. I think now switching to the music side, especially like for myself, um, you know, well, that's hey, really. What? Hey, before we jump into that, no, what? Uh, let, let's take a little break. <laughs> And uh, we'll we'll be right back. So, okay. Now a word from our sponsors. Okay. Do, okay. Do so we now we're back. So go ahead. <laughs> so what are you saying about music. So I really, as I look back at 1998, especially as I look at you know, how music defined me as a person. 98 was a pretty, pretty pivotal year. And that's when I saw, you know, my first arena show, which was Corn and Rob Zombie. And then yeah, I, Follow the Leader came out yep, in 98. Yep. And so, you know, Hellbilly Deluxe and Follow the Leader yep. were two of, of the big albums that I remember, but also that was the first arena show that I went to, to see those two bands. But then the first club show that I ever saw was system of a down and that system of a down system of a down. And that's when they released that. Yep. And then I knew you were going to mention those three. So, and then shortly after system of a down came out is when fear factories obsolete also came out and I saw them. And so it was, like this mecca of music that started to happen. And because Slipknot was, even though they were in 1999, they really kind of started this new metal genre, which really intrigued me, which, you know, Stat and I have talked about it over the years. And Jans, I know you and I have seen, you know, some concerts together that were all like new metal. You got bands like 
you know, Godsmack and Spine Shank, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, that's when Slayer was really starting to, you know, Sepultura had an album come out. Sepultura, exactly. Cold, Soulfly, Cold. Yep. You know, you have you have Mechanical Animals from Marilyn Manson came out in '98. Yes, I mean exactly those. It was a huge year. Oh my God! And you look at all of those bands, like a majority of those bands that we just listed are still active today still touring still putting out albums and i know a lot of people who aren't fans of the genre like we are will make fun of us and be like oh well you know you can't understand what they're saying and oh all they do is yell oh it's metal rap yeah but but you look at those bands and they're still prevalent today 21 years later Yep. They're still here. And that, that I think, is the thing that's the most intriguing for me. Yeah, um, suck it. Suck it, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and, you know, Adam Levine or something. And, you yeah, know, he's it's still Levine around, or Levine? Levine. And I don't know. <laughs> it's Levine. But, but you look at, at those albums. So, like, Stat, let's let's take Follow the Leader, for instance, and we could run dra- run down front to back each and every one of those tracks and why mm-hmm. they were pivotal. But I still maintain to this day, I'm very serious about this too, that um, Got the Life is my number one all-time favorite song ever, and I don't know if there's a song that will ever trump that. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, that album was that good, but I think that Got the Life is one of the best songs ever created by a human or humans. It's up there. It's definitely up there. I I wouldn't, I don't know if I could say it's my favorite song of all time. That would be some real soul searching and a really tough dilemma for me to try to narrow it down to one song. I know, Tool, Tool's up there. Yeah, yeah. Tool and Manson and Slipknot and, you know. Even new stuff coming out, right? The Horizon, obviously, and there's just so much. But I do agree that, that. album. I, I, I that album meant a lot to me. Oh, so. that album was huge for me. I agree that that was kind of the start of of where it really kind of started to really branch out and make it its own. Because yep. I think before then it was kind of mixed in with a lot of other either rock or you know, well, it even, was it even was new, rap, it, new metal, you know, yeah. and it was I mean, it was something that defined the cool thing about it, it is they didn't. It was yeah. something unique. And that's also why you get shit on a little bit in the fact that um, your heavy metal people don't like it and your metalcore people don't like it. And it just is its own genre. Well, it's and oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Your no, thought. no, go ahead. No, you're up. Well, no, I think. I think it's a really interesting time when it comes to like music, especially like as you look at from the beginning of the nineties to the end of the nineties and like how metal, let's just say metal in general kind of evolved because you have at the beginning, you know, your thrash metal, your Metallica's, your Megadeth's and your Anthrax's Mm -hmm. and those. And then your, your eighties metal. Yeah, they were they were they were coming in from the the late '80s, 
making these thrash metals and then coming into the 90s and being more mainstream and i'm talking more of the metallica kind of genre or whatever but then you know they were they were hitting the black album and they were touring really really hard with that and like i know that there were a lot of people that were like okay i want something darker than metallica you know they've definitely switched from a thrash genre to a more pop metal genre and then you have bands in my opinion uh pantera came out with vulgar display of power and i still maintain that vulgar display of power is one of the best metal albums that has ever been created i i just think like front to back that that album is one of the most succinct and best albums like just with the time that it came out lyrically like musically too like it just had all the components of like that underbelly of what the metal genre was at the time and then you have this lull from like 93 to 97 that was like this grunge junk kind of crap that came out now i'm not saying that you know, Alice in Chains was junk because I really like them, but like Pearl Jam, horrible. Um, Nirvana Yield came out in '98. Nirvana, uh, I could shitty. Do yeah. You know, the only other band that you probably have that has any sort of relevance is like Rage Against the Machine, but then they broke up in the early 2000s. You know, so they didn't have the longevity yep. of like any sort of normal band. And I just think it was kind of this hodgepodge of stuff that was happening in the mid nineties. And I, again, I'm not a grunge guy. I hated the grunge era. Um, I thought Nirvana. What about Bush? No, I hated Bush. I thought, Oh, I like Bush. I thought though, I, I hate Nirvana. I hate, I I hate Pearl Jam with a passion. And I know there's a lot of people that think that I'm an idiot for saying that, which, but my wife is a big Pearl Jam fan. I, I despise Pearl Jam. I think Eddie Vedder has a horrible voice. And I wasn't even that big of a Soundgarden fan, but I thought I hate Chris Cornell. I so. think I think Soundgarden has slightly better standing in my mind than a fucking Nirvana or but like Alice in Chains was probably, in my opinion, the best grunge metal band at the time but then so you didn't have really any sort of identity other than the stupid hippie kind of grunge thing that's going on that i really just hated and i don't know if it's came out and how much i hate the grunge era but i do i didn't think it was great but i think we got it but then you have (laughs) so you're saying you you didn't like them. I wasn't a fan of that. Okay. You, uh, you have a Nirvana, Nirvana t-shirt. I'm Nirvana. Sure, so. I have a Nirvana yeah. t-shirt. It's oh, a, my then, daughter has our Nirvana t-shirt. But I think that, that though lends to the story that and the evolution that I'm trying to like say. Like, So I didn't have an identity. I didn't have something that was you know, what I could gravitate to. Except Marcy's Playground, you know, and Sex and Candy. Um, But when those bands started coming... You're welcome. So Corn Corn in 96 was a little still kind of underground. Not a lot of people knew about them. Um, Fear Factory, again, was still kind of underground. You know, not a lot of people knew about them. And so it wasn't until the late 90s that these bands started putting out records 
that were absolutely phenomenal that people actually started listening to. And so follow the leader. Some people question that it was Korn's most commercial album or it was an album where they kind of sold out, but no, it's the album where they really like, in my opinion, like they broke through that genre and they really started bringing metal in my opinion to the forefront. And so I remember seeing, you know, corn godsmack follow um not follow the leader but fucking system of a down fear factory static x dope power man 5000 spine shank you know soulfly all of those bands were cold chamber cold chamber exactly were they all toured together all the time and so i saw them in small little club shows and it was phenomenal and that's what i loved that's the genre well, as that much defined as I, me. As know? much as I love Corn, I still to this day define them by their. I still think of Corn as their first four albums. I mean, for me, it kind of ended. Not that I disliked their albums after that; those were the four that were the most influential in my life, in my music listening, and, and what helped develop what I listen to today. So. Oh, absolutely! No, I agree. So, so I guess you guys wouldn't agree that Juvenile's Back That Ass Up would not be on your list? It, it did not make the cut. Nope, oh. not a cut. Still relevant. Now, <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins did have uh, a door came out in 98. Okay, now and that's... I'm a, I'm a huge Pumpkins fan. So that's one of my favorite albums of theirs. I actually am really not... Uh, I do not like Smashing Pumpkins. <sighs> that's a shame. I know. I like the I, bullet with butterfly wings. And that, I, now, see, that album is my favorite album of theirs, but it, it doesn't really count because it was a dual disc. That's what about Zero? The Infinite Sadness. Zero is one of the best songs created by them. Yeah, same album. Okay. 1979, same album. Same album. 33, same album. What about the... Tonight, Tonight. Same album. What about the Today is the Greatest Day We Ever Know? That was previous. That was before. Um, I'm trying to think of when that came out. That was like 96. Yeah, probably would have been right Ish? around then. Because it was after Gish. Wasn't it? I think so. Fuck yeah, dude. Clemson won. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Did they? Yeah. They just won, I think. Mm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, though. Like, Smashing Pumpkins played a pivotal, pivotal role in, like, 19. They were actually the transition for me into kind of the 90s alternative scene. I get that. Into uh, new metal. Yeah. Because, you know, Bullet with Butterfly Wings was a, was a harder song for them. Yeah, and um, I remember, I remember that video on MTV. And Dude, it was awesome. And Zero. And I mean, all of that stuff. Yeah, was, that started getting... They have junk. heavy and they also have really light. They kind of play both both ends of the spectrum. So. Well, and that's also when, you know, Tool started becoming, you know, yep. kind of getting into their genre. Because their first one was, what, 96, right, Stat? Something like that. Is that Opiate? I think so. And then, you know, Tool... And we've talked about this, but the audience doesn't like the evolution of tool and how, like when I was, when I was 18 years old, I didn't appreciate what tool was then, but then Mm -hmm. you look at what tool is now and 
the music that they've brought forth and what they've released. And then you look, you watch them live and you're like, and I know this is cliche, but stat, you and I've said this, like they're the, one of the most transcending bands that I've ever seen live. And then you listen to their, absolutely. You listen to their music and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is like above and beyond anything that I've ever listened to in my life. And I just think that there's some, there's merit there. There's something, you know, I think what this, era this genre that it just defined me as a person and obviously i'm very passionate about it but i i I love it and i think that this year this 1998 year is really what truly i mean this is what started i love right now so yes i totally agree so yeah i mean i don't know you have any other albums that, that we didn't talk about you know, there was a lot going on. Like Eve Six's first eight album came out in '98. Oh fuck! I didn't even think about like Eve Six or like Blink One Eighty Two and yeah, those all bands of that stuff. too. I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on. Jans, what what were you listening to back then in '98? We've talked enough about me and Stan. Well, it's what, it's interesting Tupac's, that Tupac's greatest hits came out in '98. Tupac, you listening to that? Was uh, I was not. I hate Tupac. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think the one that I was kind of looking down the list on all of those, um, which what I would say was kind of my transition kind of music into what I listen to now and what I appreciate the most now. Uh, the Offspring came out with their Americana. Oh. Americana. Yeah, Americana and, came out. And that was one of them. Like, I mean, I love, their, I love their other one. Uh, and Smash. Yeah. But is that what it was called? No, Smash uh, It Up was actually on the Batman movie. It was never on a regular album. Was it? I believe no, Smash so. It, I, no, Smash came out. It came out in '94. No, the Smash It Up those song, or am I thinking of a song? No, no, they, had, thinking a, of a they song. had an I'm album. I'm thinking of an album. Album oh, was called Smash. That was, was the first black one. and white with like a gotcha. yeah, the skeleton on there. Skeleton, yeah. But yeah. but I think Americana really came out to to me as far as it was my, it's kind of bridging the gap to, you know, uh, a lot about it and to, you know, just it being like Jansen and, and Kevin and myself and, and we were so close and it was, you know, offspring, uh, bloodhound gang. It was those kind of albums and, and musicians that I appreciated so much that really kind of transitioned me into the music I listen to now. Smash came out in 94. Yeah. I literally okay. said that, but, okay. but, and that's why I think I put offspring on there in addition to corn, because it really opened up a lot of music that I wasn't really listening to. Yeah. You know, I put Manson on there because I think I appreciate it more now than I did then. But for me right around then offspring was just such a big one for me that I was like, they're, they're literally talking to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I never, I never had that with other music that I listened to. Yeah. Um, You know, now that, now that you say that, that you tell those stories, I, like, I got to agree with you, you know, like, especially like Bloodhound Gang, like, holy cow. Like I saw those guys, you know, in the late nineties and it was a phenomenal show. And yeah, I completely forgot about that. Nice, nice pull. 
from your end. Yeah, but but that was pretty much it. And and obviously DMX Rough Riders. I mean, but okay. What? <laughs> yeah, I loved them. So no. Anyway, I, now that, that's the, the album didn't come out in '98, but Deftones' song "My Own Summer" came out in '98. You know, that's another unsung band that we haven't talked about yet. Which, yeah, like Deftones was definitely in the metal quote unquote metal scene at at that time they were they've kind of made their own sound now you know but like i i'm glad that you brought that up and maybe this is for a different podcast but like the deftones are in my top five bands of all time but the evolution that they've had in their career you know you look at adrenaline and then you go all the way to you know Diamond Eyes and all their their more recent mm-hmm. albums and stuff like that. Like, it's it's a story. It's an evolution of a band, and you know what they were in the beginning is what they definitely are not now, musically. But you're just like Jesus. They are still such a relevant band. They are so incredibly good, and I personally, I just absolutely love Deftones, and so I think, you know, even though I didn't mention them earlier, I think they definitely have a play as one of the most uh, influential bands in my, you know, musical genre. So, genre, genre. Right on. Well, any other bands that you guys want to? touch base on you feel like we kind of i don't know i feel like i feel like this has been a really good podcast this has been a good one i think so yeah like i said we're we're filling a void here that that people don't have they don't not talking about opinions on movies and music i mean it's unique movies and music i think that's really gonna (laughs) set us apart all right so so let's let's set the tone for the next one then okay so here's what i did uh while we were talking um i downloaded a random number and i put in 1980 to 2019 in here and hold on i'm gonna hit it and see you might have to start with 82 because i wasn't born until 82 okay i'll switch it to 82 hold on and i don't know how much music you guys were listening to when you were two (laughs) or what you remember but fine 85 well and i do think the music side of it may may be a little more difficult um, obviously in the uh, early 80s, mid 80s, no. uh, because Whoa, yeah. some of that shit oh, man. was pretty terrible. Benji? Uh, but, I'm uh, thinking movies, but like Benji. But I, do think, I do think we could get some pretty good polls on some of those movies. Okay, hold on. I'm going to shake this and get a... Uh, You're going to shake it? Shake it. Oh, hey, 98. Okay, hold on. No, nope, can't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> that is ironic. You probably should have left that one out. Yeah. Okay, so here's the year. Uh Close. 2014. Oh, Ooh, no, fuck. Close. Dude, that's what you originally came up with. Was like, I remember when I saw your text, I was like, 2014? What the fuck happened in 2014 oh, that I did? Did I say that? that? Oh, I just got to came over that. No, number. you did. But, and I was okay. like, are you fucking serious? Okay, so 2014 right. is what it is. Now I'm questioning the randomness of the. Trust me, uh, I'll, I'll show it website. to you. I'll, I'll okay. All right. And I'll let you guys it. know that uh, 2014 is the next one we're going to do. So we're meet up. Do you think we can handle next week or I can handle. Soon? Yeah. I can handle next week. Let's do it. Yeah. Next oh. week's good. All right. This is a pretty 2014. good solid team. 2014. So music, movies, bring your A game 
and uh, and we'll talk. So I fucking love this shit. Cool, and I'm. It's actually perfect timing because it's my glass of uh, uh, black box. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I just opened. I just so, opened another beer. Uh, the so, all right. Well, we appreciate it, uh, all three of you for listening. That maybe maybe take one for the team. Let's do it once. This time. Get us get us above that. We'll Fine. I don't I have to listen to it. I've That's true. But, uh, all right. Well, sweet. You guys have right, a boys. good weekend. Yep. Uh, happy nice New Year. You guys. I'm sure we'll talk Thank to you, everyone, for listening. Then. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. To all our four listeners out there. Yeah. Woo. Appreciate you. I love you. <laughs> all right. We love you, too. <laughs> way, to, way to make it weird. Okay, bye. Yep. Love you guys. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.